I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from That Film Stew, and this is our latest review, The Flash. Directed by Andy Muschietti, The Flash is the superhero movie based on the DC Comics character of the same name, and it is the 13th installment in the DC Extended Universe, the DCEU. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched The Flash yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Stew podcast. So, Jason, what is The Flash all about? Worlds collide when Barry, played by Ezra Miller, uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod, once again played by Michael Shannon, has arrived on Earth, threatening annihilation, and there are no metahumans to turn to. That is, unless Barry can coax a very different Batman, who uh, might look recognisable as Michael Keaton, um, out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian, who is played by Sasha Kelly. Ultimately, to save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows, Barry's only hope rests in his younger self and two different versions of the superheroes he knows. Whew. <laughs> that is that is a lot i mean this film was first announced in 2014 finally released in 2013 its development and production spanned all nine seasons of the flash tv series but here we are we can finally <laughs> wasn't it like about wasn't it like the a week the like the first it was like announced like the week after i think it was the week the after the show we got the announced. the season premiere and then yes then yeah. we got the ezra and miller it, news and it was and it was released wasn't it like a week after the finale or thereabouts soon after yeah now that's yeah that's right that that's is wild that is really wild is <laughs> wild that from being cast the movie coming out spanning Nine seasons of of a TV show. Grant Gustin, let's give the guy a shout out here because we'll get to the cameos. He ain't one of them. He does not <laughs> appear in this movie. We do get a Arrowverse connection, but they chose not to have that connection be... Grant Gustin, John Wesley Ship, they went in a different direction, but we will save that. I love The Flash as a character. When I was growing up reading comics, my Flash was Wally West. I was born in 84. In 1985, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, and that's when Barry sacrificed himself and died. So when I was growing up reading comics, it was Wally West. Later years, they brought Barry Allen back. You've had Wally West and, of course, you know the Flash TV series. But I've got a lot of history with the Flash. Yes, he's a guy that can run fast. As we see in this movie, he can also do a lot more than that. So I feel like 
I'm a big DC guy. I've really been looking forward to a Flash movie. We've kind of had a Flash movie before in animation. We've got Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, which was a loose adaption of the Jeff Johns Flashpoint comic. This movie is another loose adaption of the Flashpoint <laughs> comic. But I'd really been looking forward to this movie. Like a lot of people had been waiting for this movie. I'm going to say it right now. I both liked and disliked this movie. And when I disliked it, I really disliked it to the point where I really didn't like it. But then it had moments where it had me liking it. I'll talk about it more as we as we go on, but there's certain things in this movie that I really didn't like. And I think I wanted to say straight up what the character means to me, my exposure to the character over the years. So there's certain things that I mean there's jokes in this movie. And it's and it's it's what they're doing. And and a lot of the time the jokes are legitimately funny, but on the other on the other hand it's like this is my guy like i I really like the flash as a character the baby scene we don't want to see babies in peril but at the same time it's like we're watching looney tunes it's just silly i get it and i'm sorry i'll let you talk i know i'm talking a lot it is very it's a silly it's a silly way to open the movie what they're doing, they they are setting up, and he says it, he's he's the Justice League's caretaker. We know what we're going to get from this movie based on those trailers. They're going to show us that Flash is more than someone who just runs really fast. He's a really powerful character, and he's a really strong hero in his own right. And at the start of this movie, Affleck's Batman needs him, he's saving the babies, the hospitals, all of that. But the way he's going about it, and he's, he needs food because he needs to stay energized. It was just comical, silly. But the but there is depth. Like there is, you know, there's depth, there's trauma, there's all those things. It's not just all jokes. You need to talk now. <laughs> no, that was great. Sorry. Look, I'll admit, since since watched this, I got to um I I got to attend the uh, the Perth premiere thanks to our folks at uh, Warner Brothers or Universal here in Australia, um, which was great. So I got to see this the day before you, and that was always something that I was chuffed about because that was funny. Um, <laughs> just because of who you are and how important the Flash listen, is to you. I'm, like the Flash is like your is, is I to know. you like Spider Man is to me. That's that's what it's like. That it's is, still that is too soon. You can't make jokes. Sorry. You anyway, went to the premiere. I stayed home and watched it the next day. Just I'm so glad there were early screenings for it. Um, but anyway, the point I was making is that in the two days leading up to us having this conversation, I was worried because I'm like, how are you going to feel about this movie? And if we're in a position where like you love the crap out of this movie and I'm coming in and I've got some negative stuff to say, don't get me wrong. I've, I've got it. And much like you, I feel very relieved which is not a nice thing because I, I I wish that you could sit here and say this movie was fantastic. I love it, but I think I'm I'm there with you. Like there are so many moments in this movie that are awesome, fantastic, and um, we'll talk about the like what those things are. 
they're they're great. There are great things in this movie. But there's also stuff that it's just like, I've seen this before. I've, you know, like there's not much new ground being covered. It's like, eh, whether you've seen it on TV, in other DC properties, um, visual effects wise, like just, the, I mean, we'll, we'll get in, into all of that. But like that opening scene, like the opening scene, right? Like, you know, you've, you've got Ben Affleck's Batman coming in, like, you know, Barry's awkwardly trying to, you know, like he needs, yeah, he wants his breakfast. It's an iconic thing. It, it's an ironic, sorry, ironic thing of this guy's so fast, but he's running late. He's so useless. Like, it's just like yeah, the fastest man alive running late. It's funny. This this movie opens amazingly. And I was like, the first like five minutes, I'm like, this is sick. Like, I am all on board. This is getting straight into it. This is fantastic. Then that hospital thing happens with the babies. And literally, they should have just scrapped it. It should have been. Even if they were doing like the babies start falling, it should have just been a like a zip, 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 something that we don't actually visually see, like we see it in real time, and then have him just land on the ground with the babies all safe. Wow, so fast that we didn't even see how it happened, but all the babies are fine, all good. Just to, and this is where it comes into all of like, I'll say you now, like there are some great visual effects in this movie, some fantastic stuff which you'd expect from this big blockbuster thing. There are also, I think, some of the worst visual effects I've literally seen in a big Hollywood blockbuster movie. In, yeah. In I mean, it's age. very... Like, some really bad stuff. Like, it's, but it is... It's very ambitious. I, I'm I'm with you as well. I mean, the... The opening... Do like you know what? Baby... As soon as... Okay, as soon as the film opened, I felt like, oh... It's like a Marvel movie. <laughs> That's that was my first thought. With the babies, I mean, they they're doing more than just telling jokes because it's very silly. But in the opening, you get that moment where the flash he puts a baby in a microwave. Don't try this at home. And then it's explained that you can't move a person without having a negative impact on them, but you can move an object that they are inside of. So we get that early in the movie. So it's, yeah, I do like that they're trying to find a way to explain how his powers work without ruining, like, do you know what I mean? Like They're not like doing it to the point where it just sounds shit. Okay, that sounds interesting. <laughs> but all the babies they, they are trying eating, to show us. They are trying it, to show us, yeah. It opens, it almost, we almost get the, the title card and then something interrupts and it goes back, the scene plays out and then we get the title cards. It had a very Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it for me if we're going to have like a Marvel comparison but it's not all bad like there's things to like you know i mentioned there's so much good stuff there is but i mentioned the flash tv show already we've got nine seasons if barry (laughs) if barry is going somewhere you would see him leave and then maybe you'd get a cg effect of a lightning bolt moving across the Mm. world or whatever and then you'd see him arrive this movie opens, you actually see the Flash run and you spend quite a lot of time with him running. And as that was happening, I was thinking, this is bloody great. Like, you know, he's got a way of moving and he's had some criticism in previous movies 
how he's actually moving, like, you know, the the stance, the arms, the legs. But honestly, what this movie does really well, like, although it can look odd at times, you could freeze frame this movie and do a side-by-side comparison to a comic panel. There's so much of how his powers work, how he stands, moves, that is lifted directly from the comics. So again, there is things to like, but can I just drop the biggest negative I have for this movie, which I hated in the moment, and since I've grown to hate even more. You've got two Barrys, which I think, like most people, works really well. The dynamic, the character development, all of that. But early on, the bit that I hate. So the other Barry, he gets his powers. And our Barry, let's call him that, gives him the flash ring and he wears the suit for the first time. What does he say? He makes reference to it being uncomfortable, tight, and he says it's tight on his dick. In that moment, I'm like, do you know what? That's not what I want from a Flash movie. I mean, realistically, would it be? Probably. And it's not as if it's our Flash because it's this new Flash. But I think Dick gets says at least three times. There's just... I had the same thing with the Titans TV show, which had so much bad language in it. And it's not that oh, like just I'm somebody me. who doesn't swear and doesn't, you know or doesn't have issue with swearing in film, TV, but I think there's a time and a place. There's there's things in this movie, which here in Australia, it's an M, guessing it's a PG-13 in the US. I don't think it would go over that well for kids, like, you know, if parents are taking them. But that line in particular I mean, just they, stuck they, out they for pretty, me. They are pretty throwaway, throwaway lines, but yeah, no, that did... He says his suit's tight on his dick. I've been waiting years for a Flash movie, and it finally happens. (laughs) And and this is a line of dialogue spoken by A. Barry Allen wearing the Flash suit. It's like the way that they can kind of get away with it is the fact that it is a different... It's it's a younger, immature version of Barry. I get it. I understand. It's a reckless. It's one that hasn't gone through his experience. But you're right, like, you're still seeing that character doing, saying certain things. Now, like, when it when it comes to Ezra Miller and the performance, I mean, I'm going to say it here, like, I mean, and we can brush over this very quickly just to save all sorts of drama and controversy, but, I mean, like, director changes, uh, you know, the pandemic. This movie's had a lot of stuff sort of, like, pushing it back, causing delays, all of that. Throw in Ezra Miller and all of his bullshit that he's brought along with it. I mean, great fun. Great fun. Um, but all of that aside, his performance and what he's doing in this movie, like, he's doing a great job and doing it twice in two different versions. I mean, look, the dialogue they've given him is something different, but I think what he's doing, both as as Al Barry, with all the stuff with, you know, like the interactions with you know, like his father and then later, uh, the, the scenes especially like with his mum, but, you know, there's quite an emotional weight behind a lot of stuff that's happening there, which is good. Probably, you know, besides all the cool shit in this movie, um, you know, 
a lot of the highlight of this film is are those moments. Um, but the way that he's sort of portraying the younger Barry and just you can, besides their haircuts, because yeah. that's the main thing, but like you can clearly tell which one is which from the performance. And that's, you yeah, know, no, I, I agree completely. Behind the scenes, he's been very problematic. I mean, they, they had him attend the main premiere. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's not been doing press for this movie, but you're right. Visually, you can tell which is which because one's got longer hair. <laughs> his performance, he's playing two different characters. It's not like he's, it doesn't even feel like he's played two different versions of Barry Allen. They feel like two, they feel that distinct that it really is impressive what he, yeah. what he is doing they in should. this movie. They should. They've literally had a completely different, like maybe, uh, what is it, like 10 years or so of, I know they should, but it doesn't always happen. Like sometimes you'll just have an actor (laughs) and he'll have his hair combed on the opposite side or whatever. Whereas (laughs) he's really turning in two very different performances in this. And it is is almost like, in fact, it's not almost, it is like each version of Barry that he is playing is making his other performance better. Like because yeah. of like what the characters are going through, like the the growth. So it's kind of like he. It's almost like I mean, yes, you've got Michael Keaton, Batman. You, you've got all these other characters, but you can boil it down, and it's almost like a two-handed play. But both parts are played by Ezra Miller. So, yeah, he really does deserve a lot of credit for for this film. And what's interesting, you you know, like how it used to be when you'd have, like, an actor play, mo- like, they need to be, like, side-by-side side sort of thing. So it would be, like, they'd, sh- they'd they'd film them and then they'd film and play the other character and then they blend them together and put them on screen together. What they've done here is body doubles and then, like, the face sort of, you know, like that, or, like, the, the what's, the, what's it called? The, you know, the face, digital facing. Like, deep fake or. Yeah, yeah, the deep fake type. Kind of so that's what they've done. That's yeah, that's what they've done here. They've used that tech to make it sort of make it happen, which I think really worked because I was trying to work out and I was like, again, this wasn't the like this wasn't that bad. Like it was it was pretty decent, but I could tell I was like there was something going on with their heads, but not the bodies. I was like, well, I, I, was thinking I, honestly, was, I didn't I didn't know. It's, there's I some, guess there's some I was, moments where it's like right. no, it's you can tell which one is. The double, which one is do you know really what there. do you know what it i did you know what, what i did notice which i thought was pretty cool is after watching the movie and then going back and just looking at some of the promo stills that had been released they've been changed so Ooh. if you're watching the movie you've got like in a scene you've got Barry, I think Batman and Supergirl. But then when you look at the movie, they've changed it and it's two Barrys or they've just, they've changed yeah, it over. I think they've purposely put out some misleading promo images, which is really cool. It's like most movies nowadays. I try and go in knowing as little I mean, as possible. That, that's a good effort for them to to do those nice things for us. But I mean, like, if we're going to talk about this, the marketing campaign and what's been released for this movie, like they've revealed a lot. Like, I mean, the trailers are what it is. And I mean, obviously they chose not to hide 
Michael Keaton. They chose not I to saw hire the, Supergirl. I saw the first, first two trailers. The second trailer, that was essentially the Michael Keaton trailer. That was <laughs> Batman 89. That was a Let's Get Nuts trailer, yeah. Yep. But even like details of particular cameos that, that show up and there was one that I that I knew about, unfortunately. Which one? Andy Nick Cage. What? Andy Muschietti has knew. been openly talking about it. About Are two you weeks serious? Ago. Yeah. Like Okay, let's just spend about an hour talking about the fact <laughs> that Nicolas Cage, I mean I am a fan. I am a fan. And in the 90s, we nearly got Nick Cage's Superman. We were so close to getting it. Do you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you now. Like I'm I'm somebody in the cinema. I like to just sit in silence. And for everybody else to be in silence, like don't even eat popcorn. I just want the silence. I just want to listen and watch the movie. <laughs> like it wasn't a packed. I mean, I went, I mean, you went to the premiere, so Glitz and Glamour. Yep. I went to a Wednesday evening screening and there weren't too many people in there, to be honest. But as I was watching it, Nicolas Cage appeared as Superman fighting a mechanical spider that Joel Silver had wanted in that 90s Tim Burton movie that never happened, which is why we've got a mechanical spider in Wild Wild West with Jim, uh, not Jim West, that's the character, <laughs> with Will Smith. Will Smith. Joel Silver finally got his mechanical spider. But in this movie, when Nicolas Cage appeared on screen as Superman, I said out loud, what the fuck? I could not believe what I it's was It's an amazing seeing. moment. It's, it caught it's me by surprise. So the fact... Like you knew about it going in. Yeah. It's a bit disappointing. What is he it's doing? It's... Why is he telling people? I, I don't know. <laughs> let's do it and now. Then, let's 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 talk the cameos. I... Let, let, we could talk about the are cameos now. I mean, I mean, we are okay. there because you you took us there. So Nick Cage oh, is in it as all that marketing. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought up Nicolas Cage. Let me take us back to the. Arrowverse, because again, Grant Gustin does not appear. Although I've seen all nine seasons, I've seen you know the season nine finale. It's a good ending for that version of the character for that show. So I think if they were then to have him reappear in this and have it, I don't know, be different. So I'm okay with Grant not being in this movie, but at the same time, he's kept the character alive on TV for ten years going back to the second season sure. of Arrow. But the Arrowverse connection is Teddy Sears as Jay Garrick, the Flash, which I believe was the second season of the Flash, but he ends up being a different character. It's a whole thing. But as we see him in the movie, he is essentially Jay Garrick. It starts with George Reeves from the old black and white, Superman serials, and it goes from that to Christopher Reeve as Superman. And I've got to be honest, when I first saw that, it's a little bit like, I don't know, this is a bit weird. I mean, just well, the I mean, idea. It was just, like, it was just footage that was then like well, pasted. Well, it's CG footage. <laughs> the, it, it's not just there, there, was, there was it's, both. It's well, no, it, it does look CG and. 
they went to the same effect. You, yes, you're right. Yeah, when yeah. you first see him, but then as when he you get when the close up, Helen Slater and them together, it's. I was getting to that. So you see oh, Christopher yeah. Reeve, and it's like <laughs> this. Oh, this it's cool, but at the same time, you know, the actors no longer with us. But I'm, I'm hoping they got approval from his family, and you'd like to I'm think sure that you all the characters all was done in good. So when you first <laughs> see Christopher Reeve, I was like, that's cool. When we saw Helen Slater, who is still alive, by the way, but she's still CG in the movie. I thought but that she actually, was... I read that she actually came in. And did she really? I heard it was CG. To make okay. Look younger. Oh, okay. Well, that's so still that's CG, cool. but... Yeah. But digitized. That's that's but cool. Digitized. I mean, it it never happened in the Christopher Reeve era. Because yeah, that's true, yeah. when Supergirl happened, the, it's made reference on the car radio that Superman is in deep space on a mission. So we never got that crossover of seeing them together. So that was always a missed opportunity. So we see them together here, Adam West. We get to hear, it sounds like Caesar Romero is Joker in the Batcave with Keaton. We get the bag with the Joker laugh. It sounds like, you know, what we've got from Nicholson in, in that movie. Um, I think there is a, we'll save a particular cameo for right at the end. Yeah, yeah, that was, but that was fun. It, it was fun getting those cameos. So, and it was, but at the same time, I know we had that big CW crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And we got Tom Welling back as Clark. We got Brandon Routh back as Superman, but he's wearing the Kingdom Come costume. We got, I mean, Burt Ward was back as Dick Grayson. Anyway, they brought so many people back. But for this movie, I appreciate what they've done. But if you're looking at saying, you know, they had Christopher Reeve, Superman, again, hoping that, they got, you know, consent from the families. Brandon Routh is right there. You could have had, you know, Brandon Routh. There's like actors for most of these that they could have gone to. And it is, you know, having Helen Slater as Supergirl. But I mean, I don't know. There's just the the actors, the actors, some of them are still alive. They did have living options, but they chose to. Yeah, here's here's my stance with with all this whole sequence that happens. Like you know, like was this towards the end of the movie, and it's all like the big hurrah thing, and it's sort of like a big love letter to you know the DC films that have come before and all that kind of stuff. Well, like the, the bit with Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater, for the most part, I'm like that's, that's sweet. I I kind of liked it, and I got kind of like a bit of a giddy feeling. Um, the rest of it, look, you're talking about potentially including other actors, characters, and all that kind of stuff. They could have done that to the cows, came home, whatever. It wouldn't have changed it. I mean, it's it implied this it would have implied the same thing. Like there's multiple DC universes out there. They're all colliding together. That's what that whole sequence is about, um, contextually within the the story. This sequence though of like and, and just as a broad description, it's okay, this character is traveling the multiverse and, and whatever you want to call that point where, where you, you, know, you can see all the multiverses, it's 
we've seen like we've seen it in on the Arrowverse. We've seen it in a recent episode of Titans. You know, like Beast Boy, bloody, you know, pretty much does the same thing. You get. I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm just like, this isn't like. I don't know. Like, am I meant to be more excited? I'm watching. I'm just like, eh, besides that little tickle feeling I got you, seeing you are right. and together. I'm like, we've, this we've isn't seen... anything new. This is well, a mind blowing. Oh my god! Yeah. I can't believe I've done this. It's like the the Nick Cage thing different because I'm. That like, is. Yeah, I was like going to say we've seen a version of this. That like, is. That is a different a thing. Kind of thing. Well, honestly, I I don't know how involved he was, but I am so. I'm so happy. We recently did a review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and we got Spider-Man Noir at the end of that movie. No dialogue, but it seems as though that character is going to be back for Beyond the Spider-Verse. He's having a moment, isn't he? Nick Cage is definitely having a moment. (laughs) Remember, when when they did uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies in 2018, and he voiced Superman, and I was so happy, and it, and I felt like he's like that finally, was the closest we'll get. He's finally got to be Superman. Absolutely, the closest that we're going to get. But in this movie, we get him, we see him, he's fighting the mechanical spider. Yeah. Then we cut some other scenes, and we come back to him again. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, like again, and and that's because of all like the deeper meaning behind that. It's like, again, it's it's cool and it, it, it's, it's amazing that they've done that and to see that come to life, like, it's a beautiful thing. But again, just the the idea of what we're seeing is archival footage, CGI models, and then things like that. Of just a, it's essentially a sizzle reel. That's all it is. It's like it's not. I don't know. It, that's that's all it is. And I feel like we've seen it before and it's like literally we could just go watch a montage that someone's cut up on youtube and put together like essentially be the same thing we're not seeing yeah. anything new there so i mean i feel like the intention was to make it be a bigger more dramatic wow like pop 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 everyone get excited all these can like, yeah okay get back to the story but it's a flash <laughs> movie where we've seen multiple batmen we've seen I mean, more it. than that's... one superman and we've seen one flash because Teddy Sears, Jay Garrick, you can't really count that like, if you've seen season two of The Flash. Like they are out there. Grant Gustin, John Wesley Ship, you know, there's there is actors out there. I mean, Michael Rosenbaum, although animated, he voiced the Flash Wally West in the Justice League animated series, but it's a flash movie, and it's like, let's cram in as many Batman as we can. We've got Adam West, <laughs> we've got Michael Keaton. Yeah. We don't want to spoil that last I mean- one. Well, you're right. Like this is again, like this is a multiverse movie. It's another one to add to the 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 thing. But I mean, like this is this is obviously DC's multiverse thing that they're doing. And this is the first DC one, right? Right? Yeah, that's out. I'm yeah. Like, but TV, yeah, like, like, well, like, I mean, no, Arrowverse. They, I mean, obviously, you know, TV. They get yeah. Crisis, and you've said Titans. But in the movies, yeah, this is the first, the first time. That they've done it, but even that, you know, you were talking about the CG earlier, and that whole sequence, like when he's moving through time, and then oh, in the ball, like in the hamster in the thing. ball, and all that. Oh, that, like yeah, all it didn't is... look great to be honest. Like, and it had like, and all the actors, it like CG version of the actors. I guess it's the effects that they were going for. 
Yes, I agree with you. Not all the is it though, or again, was it just? Or maybe they they matted it, or they did something like it wasn't just the actors. Like there was an effects that they they were using. So there's some great effects in here, and there's some lesser effects in here. Just real crummy. All right, so let's talk Batman because we've said Men. there's there's a couple in this. It opens with Ben Affleck Batman. I remember. That first trailer, quite a few people were thinking, because it looked like the Bat Pod from the Nolan trilogy, we're going to get Christian Bale as well. But we don't. We get Batman, it's all Affleck, in a new Bat suit. And he's good here. He's really good here. It just reminds you that Affleck was a he's good a great Batman. Batman. A oh, great, yes. Great. Not good. Great. great. And it, I mean, still, a lot of people give Batman v Superman a lot of shit, but that warehouse scene when he rescues Martha, that oh, is the, one of the best Batman the, scenes I've seen. Just the way they 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 pull the action of of how his Batman moves and fights and and, and all. He's that. a brute. Also like, it's forceful. Like you hear it. Also, athletes, Bruce Wayne as well. There's something really works about and i think the progression of his character from that very almost antagonistic you know i just want superman dead like he's a threat to you know growing a little bit softer come justice league and and from there and and i think here his dynamic with barry obviously like they've found a bit of a bondness probably the you know dead parent kind of or parents for one of them Maybe that's where they've bonded, but it seems like they've obviously have a connection, which is cool. Bounces off their interaction in yeah. Justice League, or both versions it, of Justice it League. Do, actually. It does. It works. It, it all really fits. Works, I think. It yeah. all fits. So they are friends, not to the point where Bruce will have dinner with Barry, but they they will hang out a little bit. After you know that, that little saving the day where, where Bruce was like well, Affleck's Bruce sort of like it almost like it seemed like he wanted to but then even without saying too much it was like you could just see that he's still obviously a man who's in a lot of pain and stroke and he's just like not this time kid or something like you know it's just but it, it, but... it felt like next time hang on we will continue talking about men wonder woman is in this movie gal gadot we saw her in shazam fury of the gods she's back again in this because you have that scene where batman is holding the lasso of truth and also flash is holding it so that was funny hey this movie's got jokes lots of jokes (laughs) there are some jokes that land quite well and i think that little lots of jokes land and that's that's that was a fun one that really works that whole little sequence here which was good but she was in it Anyway, back to back to, the, <laughs> to the Batman. Yes, we see Affleck, and I think we all think the same thing. It's the last time, isn't it? But then again, he did shoot a scene for the new Aquaman movie, didn't he? But that was when the order of the movies were chopping and changing. At one time, it was going to be Keaton as Batman, then Affleck again. We'll just have to wait for Aquaman. But this movie feels like the last time. And if we're looking at this being the DCEU, it would be fitting for it to be the last time of having Affleck as Batman. It's been 10 years. In fact, this month, this month is the 10-year anniversary of Man of Steel. And after this film, 
we're going to be getting a DC. What's it calling it? DCU or DC it's Studios? Cool, but... What are calling it? DC Universe. I think yeah. that's what well, they... we've got. Aquaman two coming still. That's that's the last one, and we do. But what's interesting is that James Gunn is saying that because we get Blue Beetle first. James yeah, look, is a saying whole, there's a whole thing with Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle will be the first DCU character, whereas Superman Legacy will be the first DCU film. Ah, anyway. Mm. So then where does Aquaman 2 fit in all of that? Whatever. Anyway, we just have to wait and see, because we will talk about him a little bit later on. But let's talk Keaton back as Batman. When we first see him, long hair. Facial hair, seen in the kitchen, is jumping around the place. <laughs> um, it's crazy. And they do a thing, don't they? Fortunately, he was cooking spaghetti because he was able to use that to explain to Barry's <laughs> what is actually happening. And it, it did actually, kind of make sense. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, when it comes to like the, let's just divert into a time travel kind of conversation. I have this fixed rule of like how time travel works and it's sort of like you go back, it affects everything that happens, you know, back to the future type rules. You, you mess with something, it affects the future, right? Because you've been affected stuff. Nothing before that should be affected because time moved forward. But in this, they're saying obviously spaghetti, it's time goes in both directions. So it creates like the splinter. And I was like, okay, I'm on board with that concept. And then, obviously, because of that splinter, it creates all sorts of chaos. And divergence, yeah. The, I the did, ball, yeah, the divergence. I did like it. it. I'm like, I'm on board with that because that makes me feel better about why is all this bullshit happening. And they're addressing the fact. They're asking those questions. Like, clearly, in the movie, like, why is this? Like, why are you Batman? And why are you old? And why? It's like nothing makes sense. It's not like, oh, we're now in a different timeline. It's we're now in a different timeline universe which has also melded in with another universe like exactly so and it's like okay cool just chaos cool yes because we we're getting batman 89 for the first time on screen since 1992 but it's not exactly that because as you say mm-hmm. it's been messed up forwards backwards it is all messed up so that's why you've got barry allen our Barry, the DCEU Barry, he goes to this other world where there's Barry without powers, but there's also Michael Keaton Batman, who isn't necessarily the Tim Burton Batman, but he looks like him. He's got the same car, a similar looking Batwing. He's got the Danny Elfman theme, which is incredible. I think, I think for all, like, much like, you know, when we talk, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's, I mean, I can get away with saying, oh, well, it's it's not necessarily the exact versions there for a lot of my little issues. That's close to that. I, I do think this is different. Yeah. I do think this is, di- I mean, no, no, I think it's easy enough to say that this is the same. No, Michael because, King, no, no, no. This, the, I mean, we said diversion. Like, timelines have changed. I do, this is, this is different. Like this, I don't, this is not the Tim Burton Batman. I don't think anyway. The, it's, is there anything that contradicts that that says that it's, Really he had an Alfred to mention of Robin. I don't know. He's got the he's got the Danny Elfman theme, but then oh, again, but so did 
Ben Affleck in Joss Whedon. I would say Justice that League. it just ignores the Schumacher interpretations. Again, we'll get to we'll get to that. But um, I just find it weird. I, I, personally, I find I it weird been... to think the Tim Burton Batman film somewhere had a Supergirl in captivity. I mean, I guess I'd suppose it'd be in the future of that world. I'm just accepting it is, it's jumbled. It's taken a For part sure. of what we know. Spider-Man No Way Home is a, it's a different thing. I do think that is yeah. a different no, thing. Like, it's literally like taking... You, it's taking Raimi's... Like yeah, it's taking Raimi's Spider-Man anyway. Later on this movie, where you see like the, the world's literally like melding together. That's sort of what has happened here. We just didn't see that, Okay, but that's sort of what's happened. I suppose, I guess, like, yeah. This Batman or this Bruce Wayne's like his is um I guess conscious like his perception of the world is it has been created. So it's not like he's like, Where the hell am I? It's it's like this is the it's world. His reality he, he yeah, accepts I guess it. you're right, like Yeah. It is and none of these are any sort of canical like existing universes. It just is it is a blended mess thing. But you know, it's in, essentially a plucked version of. We get a lot of great moments with Keaton as Batman. Oh, 100%. You want to so get cool. notes? Let's get notes. I mean, wow, he is fantastic. And not taken away from Affleck did at the beginning of the movie, but Keaton, he is back. He is absolutely back as Batman. And he, he dies. And he gets brought back. Yes. And he's dying he again. And a great moment is when he says and Flash says to him, I wanted to bring you back. Or I can't bring you back or something like that. Oh, but he, but he says something on the lines of like, you already did. Because yeah. he was no longer Batman. He'd grown his hair, facial back. hair, he was making pasta. He, yeah. He'd already brought Batman. <laughs> it, was, it was a great moment between the two. I was generally surprised at the fact that Supergirl did die. I mean, they took from the Flashpoint storyline. In that story, it was Kal-El, who was kept captive and didn't have his powers. They made it Supergirl in this movie. She is Supergirl uh, Kara Zor-El, who is the traditional Supergirl. She's just got short black hair. The costume looked fantastic. They did good things with her. Generally surprised that she ends the movie dead. I know people (laughs) who love Man of Steel are watching this film or going to watch this film because they want to see Michael Shannon back as Zod. I feel like if that's your motivation for watching this movie, you're going to be pretty disappointed. He's spoken publicly when asked his approach to Man of Steel and this film, and it was two very different experiences for him, whereas one was a performance and this one was just turning up, being on set, saying the lines, and There's that's not pretty really much, much to that's it. What they do, it's he's there as a device to get these characters all in one place. I've got to say, like that whole the whole sequence with like them pretty much out in the desert, and again, like obviously the trailers have told us and set up what essentially the conflict will be for, like you know, Batman, Supergirl, and Flash, all the Flashes, you know. To have it all sort of play out in just one location, one fight, one battle, I'm like, eh. Like, it served its purpose enough to get the, to establish that it's like 
no, this is something that needs to happen. This world will be destroyed today. Like this isn't a universe that will continue. Like, I mean, I get the whole point of it, but it just seems very underwhelming. I mean, there's a lot of action things going on. Um, here when we're talking like special effects for like Supergirl flying around stuff, like that stuff looked pretty good. Batman's, you know, like the the old school, you know, the bat wing and, and things him doing stuff. They're able to do stuff with Batman because of new technology that we didn't see back in 89, 92. And I loved all of that. Yeah. Supergirl in like the potato sack fight, yeah, in Russia. God awful again. Another yeah. example. Of and you know what? Shit in the trailer. They yes. Even worse in context. I was just going to say the the one the the scene in particular where she's flying in slow motion and punches somebody. They put that in the trailer. They thought, "Yep, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it in the trailer. Yeah, they went hard in that. Do you we know, did... I did get a little bit giddy when they were approaching Russia, and oh yeah, and I was like, because I had a little just a feeling. I was like. Maybe, just maybe, Cavill could be in this movie. And I was like, what mm. if they have him just show up, but he's like, you know, like the Russian, what if Superman landed in Russia? And they did that Red for Sun, a, yeah. a sequence, or you know, the Red Sun thing, just for, just for like a scene or a moment. And then they, something, I mean, I, again, I didn't really know how this movie was going to start unfolding. And it's like, maybe they then need to, universe hop again or something i don't know what's going on i mean they but did I was like something they they showed they showed cavill oh no sorry they didn't show cavill they showed superman should i say superman was in it blinking on the monstrosity yeah in in the in the <laughs> beginning the the only justice leaguers that aren't in this movie are henry cavill and ray fisher and Cyborg doesn't even appear. At least yeah. Superman appears. You've got that connection to Man of Steel. But what I was going to say before, with the desert, one, that secret, that whole thing, it went on a lot longer than I thought it would. Like It mm. really is action-packed. Not all the effects hold up, but a lot of them... A lot of them do, but you know why they stay in the desert, don't you? Or at least why I think they stay in the desert. Because of the backlash they got from the destruction of Metropolis in Man of Steel. <laughs> so they kept everything restricted to an area where there was no civilians. Well, that, right? Okay, so for for that reason, cool. Preservation of uh, you know fictional life in this movie. Um, cheaper as well. You're not, like, destroying buildings. And it's desert, stuff. no buildings. Um, yeah. Also, to keep stuff under wraps a secret you film essentially on a back lot kind of desert set there's not public and stuff around and you know paparazzi and all like they can keep it contained things that they're doing the fact that you you know imagine filming you know batman being killed multiple times in the middle of you know wherever they're filming la exactly new york or something you, you know, couldn't keep chicago or Boston. you know like it's it, you couldn't do it no, People you, be like, my couldn't. God, there's a scene where Batman's dying. Like, Michael Keaton is getting stabbed multiple times. <laughs> so, yeah. That's all right. It's fun. There's some fun, there's fun shit in it. That's, that's it. Let's just take it back a moment before we get to... I mean, we're pretty much talking final scene. Like, the, the, you know, well, we've, we're getting to the end. Let's take it back to Barry. His yeah, mom, good, good. his dad. It's the heart of the film. And 
you buy it. You really get sucked into this connection that he has with his parents. His dad has been recast for this film, though. It was Billy Grudup in the previous mm. movies. This time, Ron Livingston, who did a great job. Different versions of Henry Allen. You had the one in the present day is in is in jail, but then you also got in the past and then how things are fixed in the future. It really is the heart of the film. So this is a film. It has heart, action, humor, a little bit of romance. I've got to be honest. Casey Clemens, Iris West. It just, that didn't, it didn't click for me. I know she was, she was supposed to be in justice league she wasn't in the Whedon version. She they included her in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then she comes back for this. It just it felt like an add-on. Like it just I don't know, it just felt weird because it wasn't throughout the movie, it was in parts of the movie. And then the movie ends. She's she's like a she's like a bookend. Yeah. And it's like the Iris West character in this movie is used as like the concept of Iris West. Like we know who the character is and will be and all that kind of stuff, like in relation to the Barry Allen character. But what, and look, it's, it's, I don't think it's anything to do with the, the actor herself in terms of like her performance. It's just oh no no! no she, like, she's doing. The, she's there's doing nothing there to imply yes. that they have something that this spark, except for the fact that she says we should go out sometime and later they, on being like, that? Uh, no, being like Let's we're go told <laughs> they were friends in college. They reconnect later on. He thinks she's fishing for a story. She's there as a friend. She oversteps because she's asking <laughs> questions professionally and then she comes back later on but because it's it's weird isn't it because it's like if you're watching a superman movie and it's all out of space and different dimensions that doesn't feel like a lois lane story it's just like this movie isn't really an iris west story but she comes in and out of it let's talk final scene because the, the reason why flashpoint happens in the first place is because barry wants to save his mum, and then everything gets messed up because the CCTV footage of his dad in the shop at the time of his mum's murder, but he's wearing a baseball cap, he never looks up. The camera never sees his face. Flashpoint happens, if that's what we're calling it for this film, and then in the end, Barry decides what he will do. He will move the cans of tomatoes, which is what his dad was going to the shop to buy, from the bottom shelf to the shop, top shelf, from the bottom shelf to the top shelf, it was a good idea because he's then having to look up. His dad and his mum are, are fine. Oh, no, no, his mum still died, sorry. But his dad isn't found guilty <laughs> of the crime. So his dad is a free man. So Barry has fixed that. He meets up with Iris. Everything's going great. Bruce Wayne phones him. He's talking to Bruce. I didn't think it was going to be Affleck. I thought it was going to be Michael Keaton 
as Bruce Wayne. Complete shock. It's George Clooney. Honestly, that was almost as shocking as Nick Cage, Superman. George Clooney, Silver Fox, he's got the beard, he's got the swagger. Barry calls him Batman. He's like, what's wrong with you? It was a, honestly, it was a great, it was a great exchange. See, you know, we're talking we're talking bad language like this F bond, like perfect. Like like of course, because that would be his reaction. This random guy gets out of this car. We know as the audience. We know, but he doesn't thing. know. So that my fits. mind is is like, wow, like this is I an thought, impressive little reveal. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. But, but then it's like who the heck is this guy? Like <laughs> great. <laughs> is this the last flash movie? Because, I mean, it's the 10-year anniversary, again, of Man of Steel. DCEU, what, 13 films? Blue Beetle, DCU, Superman Legacy's coming. On the small screen, we're getting the Creature Commandos animated series. This is James Gunn, Peter Safran. So all that is happening. So, like, so the movie ends with George Clooney as Batman. Then... We get the post credit scene, and it's Barry with Jason Momoa, Arthur Curry, Aquaman, and he's telling him that they were these different Bruces, but they look different. Like Bruce Wayne, mm. but they're different faces. But the movie wraps with what Barry had been trying to do since his mom's murder was for his dad to be seen to be innocent. And he did that, but Clooney's is Bruce Wayne at the end. Who's Batman? <laughs> Who is he? Because Look, I'm, is, I'm assuming. Is his I'm dad still that, innocent uh, in this post credit scene? Like, has Barry now gone back and I assume I he, Barry had to Barry had to go and fix everything. So his dad's not innocent Sorry. anymore. The whole point I, of the movie was for his dad to be innocent and for his mom to be. I, I think the only thing that really actually happened in this movie was that Barry learned a lesson that he cannot change anything. That's the movie. Nothing in this movie that happened means anything <laughs> except for the lesson that Barry learned. <laughs> and I, I understand that you should watch a movie as a movie and enjoy it for what it is. But because this is all connected, it's bringing other actors back. It just seemed like an odd move to have him fix things as much as he can, but having to sacrifice his mum for the timeline, but he found a way to save his dad. Unless he left it. Because again, if this is like the, I mean, whatever happens next doesn't matter because I guess we're not really going to see what happens next. If, okay, he, he, he sorted the stuff with his dad out. Fantastic. Oh, this guy looks like George Clooney is, uh, is, is Bruce Wayne now. He then, you know, catches up with Arthur Curry and I was like, oh, well, you're still the same. Cool. Uh, yeah. There's, there's been all these different Batmans and it's like, so the, the Bruce Wayne that we know, um, he looks different to me, but it's probably the same. You know, maybe he just kept everything the same and George Clooney is Batman now. How crazy would that be moving forward? Because do you know what? But Clooney... I mean, like, they're not going to move forward. Like, no, but doesn't... the thing is, I mean, we're getting Batman the Brave and the Bold. Like, that's going to, and in that, it's an older Batman and he's got a son, Damian Wayne Robin. But when you see <laughs> Clooney, 
We just see Clooney in this movie. He's looking good. Clooney is looking good in in this movie. But at the same time, if you put a Batman cowl on Clooney as he looks in this movie, I mean, you can't have that beard in the cowl. You just can't do it. He'd look like Clooney wearing a bat cowl. (laughs) That's a very valid point. I just like the fact that he was a last, just a last rug pull. You know, after Nick Cage, Superman, and all those cameos. But this was an actual actor they brought back. This wasn't CG. It was Clooney in front of the camera, and it it was a good way to end it. it, It's it's one that I, you know, with all the backlash that Batman and Robin got, and even, you know, George Clooney's public apology and offering to refund tickets and stuff, like, you never, I never thought he would come back and acknowledge the fact that it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm back. But obviously, it's it's all in good fun and tongue in cheek. Kind That's of stuff. it, it's and great. it's like a full circle moment. Yes, that yeah. movie didn't do for him or for you know everyone involved what they wanted, but at the same time, all these years later, yeah, it, it was with it the, was good seeing him come back. With with the post credit scene with with um, with Aquaman, right? Like, I feel like I mean the point of that scene <laughs> essentially is it's for a laugh because obviously it's just a funny sequence with you know. Arthur Curry and like, oh, this is my home right here. And he's in the puddle and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, beer. And he gives him the Atlantean ring thing. It's just like, ah. not one chuckle in my cinema. Like, there was still. Oh, mate. Quite a I, it, it fell flat for me personally because yeah. Aquaman, I know you didn't have the best time with it, but I really liked that movie. I mean, a lot of people did. It made over a billion dollars. And it ended with him being. Aquaman and he had the comic accurate costume and all of that and he was Aquaman this post credit scene it's Justice League Aquaman it's like like his Aquaman movie hasn't happened and I've got to be honest I mean it makes sense having Momoa as Arthur for the post credit scene in this movie although we do get Blue Beetle next, but the next big one that had always been on the cards is Aquaman 2. I'm I didn't walk out of Flash thinking, wow, I can't wait to see more of Aquaman. Because that post credit scene. Well, I mean, maybe this is a different version of Aquaman because we're in the George Clooney Batman. Nah, world. come on. <laughs> I know, but they can't I mean, just undo know. what they did with that first movie. That first Aquaman film. I yeah, do you know what it's all inconsequential. None of it matters. It doesn't because we could then go back <laughs> uh, to like we, we get into Aquaman 2 and it's on the time it's on that original timeline that the DCEU was originally. I mean, I mean this knows? could and, you know what I mean this this post credit scene could just be well me. <laughs> but I mean this <laughs> post credit scene could just be a gag and mean mean nothing i just a shit gag as well funny who knows i mean ben affleck george clooney michael keaton adam west they are all batman in this movie so who knows what's going on <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen next we we know we're gonna get the batman too robert pattinson is gonna come back for the matt reeves films actually that was a, bold, um, we don't know who that's that was up. a thought i had when george clooney's car was pulling up and i was like I was like, oh, maybe Robert Pattinson. That would not to say that that not to not to say that that would that movie is 
connected to all this kind of stuff but multiverse just because it's like it's another batman you know i'm glad they i think the best approach is to look back and not forwards because Mm -hmm. the batman they've got the colin farrell penguin tv series coming out that's all going to be connected just keep that be its own thing Mm -hmm. but it could have been no i mean that's it Mm -hmm. this this movie was very much it was a look back at the dc that has been before in in some aspects and what could have been with with cage well that's it as well but also looking at previous things that almost eventuated and yeah look at the end of the day like they're having fun with those kind of elements and, and that's the important thing and that's the takeaway whether or not it ended up being a good solid movie yeah <laughs> Well, on that, if you're going to rate <laughs> this movie out of five. As I was watching this movie, I was having a better time with it. As the movie sort of, I guess, kind of got into I said, probably the third act and then kind of wrapped up and then I looked back on it. As pretty much as soon as the movie finished, I was like, hang on a second. I don't feel right inside. And I'm like, I'm looking back at the movie and I'm like, everything started like a wave of just like negativity of bits and pieces. But I was enthralled with all the fun, crazy, cool shit, like all the Michael Keaton Batman action sequences and him just being badass. Um, Ezra Miller's performances as, as the two Barrys, um, you know, Sasha Kelly, uh, a delightful Supergirl thing, uh, performance thing that she's doing there. Like, like there's so much cool stuff that, you know, just the flash in action doing stuff running like those sequences like you said like look great but then just terrible terrible awful cgi like i'm talking like to me i just i was just like it was just so bad like i'm just it, it shouldn't look that bad on in a movie in in this day and age like it's just it's just crazy um and and yeah there's just bits and pieces of just certain things i'm just like ah oh, that joke doesn't too many jokes, falling flat, not landing, um, certain choices in terms of just what they're doing. And by the end of it, like I said, this is an inconsequential story. Uh, they're, they're relying on a lot of nostalgia, which can work in a lot of times, but it's a fun trip back. We, it's a fun little journey that we get to go on, a bit of a celebration of like the DC films from, from the past. But again, there's a lot of this movie where I'm like, I've seen this before. Like, there's nothing really new. Again, it's Michael Keaton Batman. Nothing new there. Cool to see, but nothing new. All the stuff when the multiverse is like colliding in on itself, we're flashing through it all. No pun intended. Um, again, it's like, yeah, we've seen this. Nick Cage highlight, fantastic, great. Lots of little cool moments. This is really a mixed bag. I thought I would be coming in a little bit higher, but I think even after talking about it, two point five. Um, I was, I was, <laughs> oh, wow. I was thinking a three. I was thinking Ooh. a three purely for all the mm. cool shit. But having spoken wow. extensively with you about this, yeah, nah, I'm feeling worse about this. Two point five, which actually isn't really that bad of a score. It's it middle ground. No, no, and no. That's no. where I'm at with no, this movie. I, I disagree. I, I mean, it, I, it is what it is. But it's what I mean, what, 
no, 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 no. I, I don't see it that way. I, I see a three being middle. Anyway, just how my mind works. Yes, your your maths are, are, is wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I if we're looking at one, two, three, four. Anyway, three is the middle. Two point five. I think Warner Brothers would consider that a bad score. I mean, the, they they said it with Black Adam. That was going to be the film, and and now the flash has happened. That's low. It is what it is, you know, for you. And I'm not going to be honest, I'm not going to become too drastically higher than that because, you know, this movie was giving me things that I really liked at times, but then at other times really didn't like. And I've mentioned a couple of them already. So I was up and down with this movie. I mean, did I like it more because of the cameos? I mean, if I'm honest, maybe yes, but that's just such a small part of of the whole film it, it's it's a tough one i mean obviously you know we'll go into movies wanting to enjoy them and i did have high hopes for this one i was really looking forward to it and i was trying to think the last time i was this excited for a dc film would have probably have been batman v superman of course that was before i'd seen it i oh this is tough I mean, it's going to sound quite low, if I'm honest, but not as low as you. I'm going to come in at a oh, 3.5. Pains me to say. Really does pain me to say it. <laughs> you know, there's things I really like about it, but... Ah, oh, yeah. It is a mixed bag of a film, but... Hopefully, audiences turn up for it. It seems to be doing pretty well in Rotten Tomatoes. So hopefully, I don't know, just wait and see what happens with this movie, whether we're going to get more Ezra Miller flash, which, again, we've both said he is really good in, in this film. So I have to wait and see what happens. We are not getting more Next. Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. You're probably I mean, I mean and, and that's you're probably what right. I'm talking The immediate future. Who knows? 10 years, 15 years, maybe they do some sort of Elseworlds. They do some fun. You know, Michael Keaton came back. You know, like, they do something. Who knows? Ezra Miller might be in a completely different place as a person, a redemption arc in his personal life, whatever. Their I can't life. see I him having the same nostalgia as people have for <laughs> Michael no, Keaton who, coming back as Batman. Knows? Who knows? He'll, he'll pop up in a in a in a cameo when they do a, a crazy multiverse colliding on itself scene, which they've never. He's already before. popped up. He <laughs> popped up in the Arrowverse for Christ. Yeah, something something like was, that again. In um, it was you know twenty it, years time. It was he. It was he shared screen time with. Grant Gustin. Honestly, I really didn't know how this review was going to go because I don't know. I mean, it seems to be getting decent enough word of mouth online. Mm. I don't know. And I love yeah. positive reviews out there for it. That's why I was thinking, I was like, there's a high yeah. chance that you might have enjoyed it a lot more. But I mean, I've I, said, I, it, I've I said was... it before, right? I was, when we, I mean, I like Marvel, I like DC, but I would say, I think it's a fair thing to say that I'd probably lean more DC and you would lean more Marvel. So recent TV shows, movies, I mean, Guardians Volume 3, we both obviously really enjoyed that, but there's been other other things that we'd reviewed and maybe I'm 
a lot more flexible on or I can just kind of go with the flow more because I'm not as close to it as maybe you are. So maybe that's why and I think I feel like that's the experience I've had with with the flash. I feel like I'm I'm more I'm closer to it. So yeah, I think similar thing, you know, like how I felt about No Way Home and you know, you know, Spider Man Jurassic World, you know, the Jurassic World movies, you seem to have enjoyed them more and I'm and more that's it, yeah. like, oh you know, like stop hurting my properties <laughs> that's it i'm like i'm watching this flash movie you're like i got no i got no dog in this fight like whatever let me i'm watching <laughs> i'm watching a flash movie and i'm getting upset because barry allen's saying dick but then when he drops an f-bomb it's like perfect <laughs> oh that was different context is exactly. everything well that's it for our review of the flash if you haven't already check out our other shows rewind and review and sounds like comics each of those shows also have their own facebook page if you missed it be sure to check out our recent review of spider-man across the spider-verse and stay tuned for our upcoming review of indiana jones the Dial of Destiny, is that what it's called? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.